Hey everyone, I'm Laura. And I'm Debbie. And this is our first episode of... I Got, got the, the Hell Out! Or actually, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing because neither one of us really do, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, seriously, we've been sitting here for how long we had our headsets on, which we don't really need. Exactly. Right and we just, we really don't know what the hell we're doing. So. But we're going to try anyway. We are, we are, we are. So we're hoping that once a week we'll have an episode out. Uh, periodically we'll have listener questions from all of our five listeners. Maybe they'll send some in. And here's something exciting, Laura. I am still friends with a hell of a lot of members, and quite a few of them want to tell what happened to them also. Well, hell, Debbie, bring them on in. That will be pretty we, cool. That'll be some future episodes that we'll be working on. Okay, well, you know what? Let's get this shit show started. Oh, um, I would like to congratulate Marie on our first ever contest. We thought that since this was a show about being in a cult, um, we would drink the actual Kool-Aid. And Marie won our first ever contest with Blue Raspberry Lemonade Kool-Aid with a shot of vodka, a little bit of Chambord. No, I believe, no, I believe she said a heavy dash. Oh, a heavy dash of Chambord. Yes. Okay, and, and you can't use the sheep stuff. No, no cheap cheap shit. shit. No. no sheep shit? <laughs> no sheep shit either. <laughs> okay, so no cheap shit and no sheep shit. Exactly. Okay. And Chambord is, is made in France. It's a little expensive, but well, it is 33. It's 33 proof and well worth it. Okay, and what is the name of the drink? Uh, she called it mud water. All right, and that's what it did look like. It looked it pretty looked, nasty. It looked but like it muddy was water. Good, but it looked good. It tasted very it tasted good. good, yes. Okay. I personally am having black cherry with the Chamborgan. Hey, did you hear that noise? What uh, was that? I think it was your notifications. Did oh, you well, shut them off? Like, I know how to shut off <laughs> notifications. Are you kidding me? Again, welcome to the shit show, people. Um, I am of no help. <laughs> if anybody out there can help us to maybe figure out how to turn off the notifications... But until then, I think we're kind of stuck with them, so... But yeah, I mean, don't expect too much in these first couple episodes, people, because it's not going to happen. So, anyway, I guess we should get started. So, Debbie, what about your early childhood? Tell us about where you, kind of where you grew up. Uh, I grew up just about like anybody else. I had a shithead for a father, but my mom made up for all of that. I graduated high school, and I moved out of my mom's house. About two weeks afterwards, and after about a year or so, uh, I decided I didn't want to live and die where I had been born, and I took off for South Carolina. Okay, so what did you do once you were in South Carolina? Like, did you go for a job, or did you just figure what the hell I'll pick up and go? I had a really good friend of mine move down there um, about two years before that, and she offered me a bedroom, so I packed up and left. Okay, cool. What did you do once you were there? It's interesting, if you've never lived someplace where nobody knows you, the first thing when I got there, it was really neat because nobody knew who I was. I could be whoever I wanted to be. I didn't have to be shy. I didn't have to be meek. I didn't have to be made fun of for maybe what happened in high school a couple years before when you ran into somebody. So is that like how you were known, I guess? Is the quiet, the meek one? Um... Or was it just kind of like, I get to have a whole new identity? You could finally be, I, I could finally be who I wanted to be without feeling like the people who actually knew me were criticizing me or, I don't even know how to put it. You just make yourself into the person you've always wanted to be 
without the society that's always known you pushing your past mistakes on you or perceptions of you or people talking behind your back about something you may have done because nobody knows you. Right, so like a fresh start. It's a brand new fresh start and it is one of the most refreshing things I have ever done. Okay, so you're there. Would you did you say South? South Carolina. South Carolina. Okay. So you're there, you're just doing your thing. So then what happens? I ended up meeting the man that was going to be my husband. The man of your dreams. The man of my dreams. And in the later, it became the man of my nightmares. Oh, we, got, we all got one of them, let me tell you. Or a couple of them. We were together for a while. Um, enough that we had decided that we had wanted to stay together. And we had four payments on a house that we had made. We both worked for ourselves. We were doing did you very do? well in life. I had a roach coach. What the hell is a roach coach? That's where you drive up to um, uh, construction sites and other places of business. And get rid of roaches? No, you sell food. Jesus Christ. Okay, so food and roaches. No, no roaches. They're just they were just called roach coaches um, by people in the in the industry in the industry of the construction and everything else. Okay, so all right. And what did your husband to be? He was in the construction business itself. Okay. Okay. So you guys met, you have a house together, or you're getting a house together. We made four payments on that. Okay. So then where does the cult come into this? Well, he grew up in the worldwide Church of God with Armstrong as the leader. Okay, wait, wait, back up, back up. What is that kind of? Whatever Whatever you're comfortable sharing with that, what is that? I've never heard of that The Worldwide Church of God is a large-scale cult um, run by Herbert Armstrong. Wikipedia people, if you're interested. And he really grew up hating his father because the Sabbath was on a Saturday. He never got to go to the um, state track meets. He was very athletic, but he wasn't allowed to participate because Saturdays is when you have competitions. And you can't do anything on the Sabbath, which Correct. is Saturday. Okay. He had ended up leaving home at around age 16, so he hadn't really talked to his father in about eight years. He still did keep in touch with a couple of his sisters, his mother, and one day a box of literature showed up at our door. But Just like out of the blue? Out of the blue. Okay. It was just one of those little tiny, one price fits all, you get it at the post office, and it was filled with... Um, cult literature from where his dad was at that point in time. Okay, now do you have any idea why his dad wanted to reach out to him? Looking back, do you have any idea why? Uh, Other than, obviously, wanting to get him into the cult, but... My ex, one of the big things and problems that he had with the Worldwide Church of God is what was God's name? There's so many gods out there. Right. Um, He needed... He needed to know God's actual name. Well, his dad found the name, did research on this place. Um, he went to it. He worked his way up. He was actually an elder by the time he sent Kenny the literature. Okay, and Kenny is the name of your... Of the ex. Okay. Of my okay. ex. Um, his sister, one of his sisters was already there with her husband and their four-year-old little boy. I guess he was trying to just get the family out there because he tried relentlessly for years to get the other two sisters, but they never did go. Okay. Now, are they in touch with... Are they just kind of like out of the family or are they kind of like in touch, but hell no, I'm not joining or... 
Or they just out of the picture? They were out of the picture for years. Uh, Now that my sister-in-law, ex-sister-in-law is out, I know she went back to her family in another state um, where where she was originally from. Uh, My ex is still there to this day, 24 years later. Okay, so after he gets this box of literature... What, how did both of you react? Was it the same reaction, or oh, I just didn't like, give a shit. I didn't give a shit. He got a box of religious pamphlets. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, did he have the same reaction, or was he? I mean, I guess was he religious to begin with? No, we okay. were not religious in any way, shape, or form. So we then, were happy living our lives, doing what we were doing. Everything was perfect. So, it, what was his reaction to this box? Was it the same of yours? Like. Like, what the hell is this? I just kind of looked at it and giggled, and there was a letter in there from his father that explained some stuff. I didn't really read it, but he spent the next couple of weeks looking through this box of literature, and at one point, he told me he was interested, and he wanted to go and see what they were about. Now, do you think it was more he wanted to be in contact with his father again, or do you think it was he actually was interested in the cult information, or maybe a combination of both? It could have been a combination of both. Okay, It really could, because, like I said, his one sister was already there. Um, A nephew that he had never, ever met before. He was only four. It it was probably a combination of both. Okay. Okay, so then he gets this package. What do you guys do next? He spends the next couple of weeks reading it, like I said, and he decides he needs to go check it out. And tells me that they hold feasts okay. three times a year in which the members are required to be there. And a feast is like a big holy party. Um, drinking? They're not drinking to get drunk. You could drink a drink with somebody, you know, as a friend or after dinner or a glass of wine. But you don't go into it like a kegger, no. Okay, okay. But I mean, there's alcohol there, but you're not going... You're not getting drunk. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. So he knew that a feast was coming up. Yes. And we both worked for ourselves, like I said. So it was no problem of uh, scheduling that we're just not going to be there for two weeks. And we packed up. So wait, the feast was two weeks long or or going We planned on taking off two weeks because it was a thousand miles away. Um, We planned on driving halfway there, spending the day wherever we were get there the next day and we were going to be staying with the in-laws and we were going to be checking the place out for a couple of days before it actually started it was a seven-day feast and we were there for probably two days afterwards helping clean up and other assorted duties that the townsfolk that usually lived there did there's only four or five hundred people that were living there at the time that were members and the rest of them would come from anywhere. I've met people from Australia, Tobago, Trinidad, Italy, Mexico, Canada. They they would come from all over the Holy countries. Shit. Okay, so you pull up to, what is, is there a gate? Is there a wall? Is there a fence? Like, what does it look like? You pull up, how do you know you're at the cult? It's, there's a dirt road that is seven miles long end to end. And in the middle of that road is another dirt road. When you turn down that dirt road, if you keep going, you'll come to the gates. They're big, huge, huge gates. Now, is it walled in? Like, no one can get in or get out except through the gates, or...? The gates are the main entrance point, and the only real way in and only real way out, there is a footpath. 
it, one of the corners that leads up to another um, dirt road where people lived on it, but it was only a footpath. I lost my train of thought, damn it. <laughs> so you're on this footpath, you're driving, you're walking, you're doing whatever. There was no fence. There was okay. no fence in the beginning. Uh, okay. The fence went up probably a year to two years before I got the hell out. Okay. Now, okay. when the fence went up, it was very high. I'd say between 12 and 15 foot high. And at the top, it had barbed wire. But the odd part was the barbed wire wasn't facing out of the compound at an angle to keep wild animals out. Because that's what they said the fence was for. Um, to keep the bobcats out, to keep the other wild critters out, and keep us all safe. They had the barbed wire pointed inwards so you couldn't leave so people couldn't get out i actually went and bought five pairs of wire cutters i kept one in the trailer that we stayed in i had one in my diaper bag i had one hidden in one of the bathrooms i had one hidden in a rock pile along the way and the fifth one, I don't remember where I... Oh, the nursery. The fifth one I, I had in the nursery, hidden in the nursery, underneath the edge of the carpet. So do you think other people had wire cutters, or...? I never crossed you, any other hidden wire cutters. But, I mean, or but do you think they didn't want to leave, maybe? I don't think other people really looked around and saw what was going on. Okay. I spent ten years there, and things slowly change over those ten years. Whether it's the clothing you're wearing, the fence that goes up what they're teaching you, it's a constantly changing thing. When that fence went up, it scared the hell out of me. I mean, it literally made my blood run cold that they might be going to do something like a Waco. And Holy shit. I didn't want me and my babies to die. But when you initially pulled up with your ex, none of that was there, right? No, it, no. No, that was, it was normal. It's like, imagine going to a campground Except instead of the focus being a beautiful lake and water activities, you're at this campground and everything is around religious activities. Oh, that sounds like fun. And <laughs> <laughs> I tried to make it fun. I really did. I pulled a lot of pranks. I did a lot of mischievous bad things I wasn't supposed to oh, do. Oh, which we'll get into later. Um, yeah. So you guys get there. Did he run into his father right away? Or, like, what was the, I guess, what was the reception you guys got once well, you got there? Well, we actually pulled up to my brother and, my future brother and sister-in-law's house. That's where we were staying, and his father and stepmom came to see us that night. And the reception was really well. It was, everybody was happy to see everybody, and we had dinner that night. Um, we went to the press room. We went... Oh, that sounds interesting. The press room. That's where they pump out the propaganda. Okay. That was their actual first house that they... House, temple, whatever you want to call it. They don't. They never called it a church. You can't call it a church. Oh, okay. Though they are under... Um, what's it called when you're a church and you don't have to pay taxes? Oh, it was like a 501 or 3 or some kind of... Something tax exempt. Tax exempt. They're tax exempt okay. because they're a religious... Okay. Religious people. And... It went really well. Okay, so you guys are there. Did you help prepare for the feast, or how, how did that work, or did you just show up for the We feast? were just guests. We okay. were being treated as guests. Um, we did go for Subway, which I'm not a big fan of. 
um, to begin with. And I, everybody else wanted Subway and I was eating it and we were headed back to the feast grounds because the feast was going to start that evening. And we had all, everything all prepared. That was the last thing we were going to eat before we got to the campground. And I started to get sick. And before I could pull, ask my father-in-law to pull the van over, I rolled down the window and there's Subway all down the side of his van. And next thing you know, he's telling me not to feel bad about it because Satan is attacking me and doesn't want me to find the truth in this place. Are you shitting me? No. When people get flat tires on the way there, they tell them Satan poked a hole in their tire to try and stop them from getting there. So Satan was in your Subway sandwich. Yes, Satan was in my Subway. (laughs) Satan was in my Subway, Laura. All right. Okay. Well, there's a good visual there. Okay. So now you mentioned that you had that Satan Subway sandwich before. <laughs> so you had this sandwich. For, now, do their do the feasts start? I know, like with the Jewish religion, they start at sundown. They do. They, that, okay. they start exactly at sundown. When sundown hits, you cannot cook anything anymore. Everything has to be prepared. Is it like the no electricity as well? Because I know. No, some, we had electricity. Okay. That you could perform no work, you could spend no money, and by the way, they ended up getting around that one because they would give out money vouchers so that you could spend money on the Sabbath, technically but not technically, and then when the feast was over, any unredeemed money was void. So they were making money with just printing their own money that people didn't turn in. So they just basically got around it to benefit them. Yeah, they, okay. that's one of the laws that they used to follow is that you couldn't spend money on the Sabbath. And like I said, they ended up eventually getting around that one and letting people spend money on the Sabbath because, hey, that's another day for them to rake in their dough. Oh, well, yeah, and if it works for them and they can benefit, what the hell? Exactly. Okay, so the feast starts. What exactly goes on? And wait, what was the name of this feast? The first one that we went to was the Feast of Tabernacles. Okay, what does that mean? I have, like, so hard and tried to forget most of this shit, right, Laura. Okay, fine. <laughs> you just have to say, I don't know, or I don't care. How about I don't care? Uh, um, 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 well, how about people can look it up if they'd like to? <laughs> <laughs> See, this really is a shit show, isn't it? It is a, shit, is really show. a shit show. Okay. So the festival starts, or the feast, and what goes on? I mean, other than obviously eating and drinking, is there a bunch of religious ceremonies, like Bible There are, there are. um, Every evening and every morning, you go up to the sanctuary, the men go at seven. And what is the sanctuary? The sanctuary is where, it's it's the holy house. Okay. And they have the, the stage and the podium, and they have their scungy little dunk tank where they baptize you. Please tell me they change the water. I don't think they did because... So it looked like Marie's drink. <laughs> it didn't look like Marie's drink at okay. all. Yeah, I and okay. I didn't get baptized till the end because they literally told us that if we didn't get... If I didn't get um, baptized and join and me and Kenny get betrothed and married, one of us had to split up from the other one. And I thought, well, what the fuck, man? Dunk me in your scungy little tank. Lay your hands on me so I'm not full of demons and you can trust me. And we're going... And don't eat a Subway sandwich. Yeah, stay away from the Satan Subways. And it's a vacation three times a year where it's warm. Um, The people we met were nice. 
and we didn't live there. So, okay, so what's you, the big deal? You had no like cult vibes when you were there, right? There was nothing that you were kind of wary of. I mean, other than obviously, okay, Satan's sandwich is kind of funny, right? But yes. I mean, like nothing that was kind of was scary or anything that. No, no. Okay. Like I like I started to say, we had. Um, prayer in the morning and prayer in the evening and you were required to go up to the sanctuary and join a women's prayer circle there had to be at least three no more than six or seven because it takes too long and you drop to your knees and you go around it's there's usually an elder's wife she starts the prayer and you go around the circle and you say your prayer and when you're done there's a little thing you say afterwards and you do your little I don't even want to know what to call it. Your little hokey pokey thing when you're done. <laughs> you're in the circle, and let's just say you you, you put... You da, 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 da. Anyway, um, after that, there's probably about 45 minutes, and first services starts, and they're like college lectures. You're okay. flipping through their Holy Scripture book. They're referring to interlinears and concordances and lexicons. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. What is an interlinear? Um, these books, actually, they take languages back to what they were originally written in. The Bible is written in original Hebrew, and in the New Testament, it's written in original Greek. Okay. Um, these books take the words that you're looking at. So if you're looking at the word wife... Okay. If you actually look back in one of these books, that word might actually trans translate wives, plural. Okay. But so, because our modern society does not approve of that, they have taken liberties. If you look at any Bible, pick it up, it, it says that it's the Holy Bible and that it's been revised. Oh, well, right. I mean, I know I grew up Catholic and and I know a lot of the Christian denominations they will have various interpretations of a Bible verse. Yes. And usually it's to benefit them. Yes. Which, whatever denomination it is, it's kind of like, okay, well, we're going to tweak this and use this to our benefit, to our advantage. I wish I had my original scripture book. Um, my ex-husband gifted me the one that I have now. And the other one was eight years of notes in it. And sometimes they would hand you a little sticker on your way into services because... Oh my, we've been translating this wrong. And during the service, you would turn to a certain scripture and you would paste in the corrections that they wanted in your book. So how did they know that there was a correction? I mean, did someone have a dream one night? The elders like, study relentlessly, can't... relentlessly. They're studying, studying, studying. That's What a crock of shit. Well, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> But, I mean, they didn't say that, like, oh, God came to me in a dream and said that, you know, verse 34, it really means. No. So no. there was no explanation. It was kind of like, here's your sticker, slap it in your Bible, and this is now what it Scripture means. Scripture book, Laura, keep up. Oh, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> so put this sticker in your Scripture book. Yes. And now this is what the verse means. Yes. Pretty much? Yes. Okay. Because that one of the words was changed over the years. To benefit evil man, and now we're back to what it really means, what it really says. Okay. Okay. So now you're at the feast for, how many days was it again? Was the feast a week? It was seven days, seven days. start okay. to finish. We did spend an additional two days, like I said, helping to clean up and put things back into normally. And what did you think? Like, after the feast was over, were you like, 
what was your thought about it? Like, you wanted to go back for another one, or... Well, like really I said, the people weren't that bad. There was one bitch I really hated there. I was walking across the feast grounds to go and do something I was asked to do, and she comes up to me and she goes, you're not allowed to smoke here. And I went, well, the feast is over. Because usually, you know, you can smoke outside. And she literally laid me a new ass about how you can't smoke on these holy grounds. Was Satan in your cigarette or something? Satan must have been in my damn cigarette. But you could not smoke on the grounds unless you were in your trailer or in your tent someplace. Okay, so basically they didn't want to see you smoke. Yes. And smoking is basically outlawed and banned now. Okay. But people still do it. Okay. Just don't let me see you do it. Right. Yes. Right. Okay. So you helped clean up after the feast, and how did you leave it with your ex's dad and with all of the other people you met? Was it kind of like, hey, we'll be back, or did you, how we did, did you leave it? We did. We were planning on coming back to the next one. Uh, back in 1993, the people, the lower class people, not the and elders' what is lower, lives. what is lower class in the cult? The normal people. Okay. Just the normal, everyday member. They were all so very nice, so very accommodating. It was like going to a big family reunion that you're an orphan and suddenly found out I have thousands of relatives and they're there with open arms and come eat with us and what are you doing later? Now, do you think they had any clue they were in a cult or do you think they were just kind of like, you were like, hey, this is fun? Or um, I think maybe it was a mixture? Maybe a mixture of both. Okay. There's a lot of people that are born there. They know nothing but that life. Okay. There's some that I know of, because it's been so long, they've never really been out in the public. And it's usually the girls that are born there that don't ever see public. Damn. Well, no shit, damn. So, I mean, so they never go outside that wall or that fence? Is that what you mean? Or Not everybody mean? lives on the compound. Uh, we had our own two acres about eight miles away. We were considered wealthy. So that you're not all confined. Say like no. when people think Waco or something, they think everyone's in the fence, everyone's contained. No. So you were not necessarily contained, but yet you were part of the cult. Yes. The only time we were all contained and together was during the actual feasts okay. where everybody traveled from everywhere else. And at the greatest point, I think they said that we were just shy of 2,600 people that year. And that was at the peak when it was all about... Peace, love, and get your shit together. Okay. And because the end was coming. Because it was... Oh, we forgot to mention, I think, that it was a polygamous Old Testament doomsday cult. Okay. So they were always planning for the end of times, right? The end of the world, yes. The end of the times was coming, and okay. we needed to prepare. Now, did it ever... Did that time ever come and pass? And you're like, what the hell? Many times it did, and they scripturally explained it away. That... That they gave time, you a sticker to slap in that prayer that, book that Bible too, or whatever, That right? too, that too, that uh, too. But they tried to explain that time wasn't linear in God's plan. It, it could start and stop. Oh, so it worked for them, basically. Yeah, because when we joined, there were three and a half years left. Okay. And after ten years, I got the hell out. Okay, now did you, when you found out that there were three and a half years left of civilization, basically... Did you believe it, or you're like, yeah, whatever? Pretty much, yeah, whatever. Okay. But we still did buy the nitrogen-packed food storage. I probably had 500 to 1,000 of the dipping sauces for chicken nuggets. I figured that could add flavor in anywhere. Even if it's noodles, (laughs) here's a little sweet and sour sauce, kids. 
Well, oh, and I hate God. to tell you, after collecting them for about three years, I had um, these three-gallon square buckets with lids. Wait, did you just like go to a McDonald's and collect sauces or something? Well, we were still allowed to go back to restaurants back then. So you were basically like those old ladies throwing saltines in their purse. I was filling the diaper bag with sauces because oh, I wanted flavor during the apocalypse. <laughs> okay. Okay, so you and your ex, Kenny, are driving home after this whole week-long event. What are you guys talking about on the way home? There really wasn't a whole lot to talk about. We did pull over at the rest stop and have sex. <laughs> okay, that was a little bit too much information, but um, you weren't allowed to have sex the week you were there? No, no. Okay, so no sex during the feast? Uh, no sex during the feast, and we were in somebody else's dwelling so that's frowned upon so unless we wanted to do it in the car you know out in the street it wasn't so, happening so what the hell we're gonna go to a rest stop uh, well it'd been two weeks since we had sex we were in our early 20s for crying out loud okay all right my bad all right okay okay oh, so we, after you had sex then what did you guys talk about uh, we didn't talk about much because he was tired as most men are and just wanted to go to sleep <laughs> so he went to sleep and the speed limit there is 70 miles an hour on the highway. So here I am cruising along, doing about 72 miles an hour. He's over there snoring. I'm in cult clothes. I... Oh, that was attractive, I bet. It was very attractive. I'll have to show you pictures sometime. Well, we can post them. We can do that, too. We can post them. Anyway, we got pulled over, and there were three cop cars that pulled us over. I'm trying to smack him going, we're getting pulled over, we're getting pulled over. I'm having flashbacks of the old days of, what do I got in the car? What do I got in the car? Meanwhile, I know there's nothing in the car. And uh, they apparently were chasing fugitives in a stolen truck that looked like ours. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, after about the first three minutes, they realized, you know, we didn't fit the profiles in any way, but, shape, yeah. or form. Yeah, cult lady didn't fit the... No, I was not six foot three and of a different ethnicity. Okay. So. Okay. So after, so I mean, what was like, what were you, did you guys plan to go back for another feast? Did you? What, yes. Like, what he, was, he wanted to go back. I figured we could live our lives, you know, most of the year and just go back three times a year. The people were nice enough. And. and well, when was the next feast? How long from then was the next feast? That one was in, in the, um, in the late, later in the year round. I think that one was in September. Okay. So the next one was going to be in the springtime. That okay. would be Easter. That would be Pentecost. Okay. Now, did you guys, Pentecost. did you guys celebrate Easter? Or? No, we celebrated absolutely no secular holidays in any way, shape, or form. The only thing you celebrated was what was in the scriptures. That meant no birthday parties. That meant you didn't even recognize your own anniversary of when you got married. Nothing except for what was in the scriptures. So did you you celebrate at Christmas then? No, Christmas isn't in the scriptures. Christmas well, is technically, technically it is. Technically Jesus it's was not. Jesus was born in a manger, my friend. Honey, the letter J didn't even exist until the 16th century. How could his name have been Jesus for crying out loud? Hey, uh, I know all about Jesus if you technically think about it. When he was born with the sheep and the shepherds could not have been December. Now, I'm... it couldn't have been because right. I've been to Jerusalem to spot the green ears of barley on Mount Zion to set the feast. But that's a whole nother story. Um, there 
weather is very much like ours and they would not have been tending sheep out in fields in December. Right, exactly. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. They there's no way that if you pay attention Christmas to Christmas is actually in combination with several other pagan holidays. Old pagan holidays. Um, most of the customs come from pagan sources and most people they don't look this stuff up. They just look at you like you're crazy. Well, I mean, really, if you think about it, all religions are kind of like a cult. Just to a very They very, very much degree. are. Yeah, to different degrees. To different degrees. They are. They tell you what to do, what not to do, don't how to question do it. it. Don't question anything. Exactly. Don't question anything. Um, there's abuse and power. A lot of things can be a cult. We should do a show on that sometime. What exactly is a cult? Well, you know what? It's our damn podcast. We can do whatever the hell you want. Uh, pretty much. Like, actually, maybe we should wrap this one up and go down and get more Kool-Aid because the Kool-Aid is calling and my glass is empty. The Kool-Aid is calling, baby. Um, we'd like to give a shout-out to Justin from The Peripheral. He hosted us for our very first interview ever. Yes, so thank you, Justin. And also to Megan and Allie from Can We Cult, who have been helping us out with a lot of technical stuff. And also to Zan, who is doing our website. So he is like the guru behind all of the website stuff. And to Tabrina, who is our local production consultant, who kind of put all of the stuff together for us because we were just like... We still don't know what we're well, we doing. Still don't know. So no, Tabrina, we need you! <laughs> um, I'd also like to wrap this up by dedicating this very first podcast to one of my oldest... And best friends. Unfortunately, she was in a very bad situation with her husband, and she did not make it out. She died two years ago. Um, she had always wanted to get out of the abusive relationship. Um, a lot of us had tried to help her, but we didn't have the resources. So part of um, in starting I Got the Hell Out, I want to be able to help other people get out of whatever bad situation that you are in if you need help um, we are getting together a list of resources for people uh, on the website yeah all you have to do is just click on it it should be on the front page i believe you'll be able to click on it and there will be a bunch of different resources for whatever situation you or a loved one may be in so you can get some help and you can actually get out of the hell you are living in. And it doesn't, obviously, doesn't need to be a cult. There's a lot of different hellish situations out there. There are, and we'd like to be able to help anybody who needs help in getting out of a serious situation. If you are somewhere that you don't want to be, you need to get, get the, the hell, hell out. There you go. So you can find us on Facebook at I Got The Hell Out. And that is a closed group. I'm not quite sure why it's a closed group. Because we don't want people in that we don't want in our club. That's right. So if we don't like you, you're not going to be able to come exactly. in. Exactly. No right. trolls. We do not want trolls. Oh, no. No, 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 no. And once we get the website up and running, all of the links to Twitter and Instagram will be on there as well as our email address. Correct. Okay. And I think that is everything. Let's go get some Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid's calling. All righty. Talk to you all next time. Bye.
benefits us right now. Oh, yeah.